didn't see you there. Something big is going on here. From hunting ghosts to Bigfoot, paranormal, UFOs, true crime, and more. We won't just be spouting articles. I was researching for your entertainment. Beginning of a new world. The best guac you'll ever fucking eat. True story. It's basically like one day you walk outside and you see that the ants are playing with matches. This, this is the Black Cat Report. Report. See you on the other side. What you just heard was Trumbull County, Ohio 911 dispatcher Roy Ann Rudolph making a private call to her close friend, Sergeant Toby Molero. It was shortly after midnight on December 14, 1994, and more calls would soon be coming in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 31 of the Black Cat Report. My name is Gil, and I'm joined here today by the incredible Joey. Hey there. The international beach Bigfoot hunter extraordinaire, Betsabe. Hola. And the cryptid queen, Selena. Hello. Now, before we get into these incredible recordings, we have to give credit to the source, and more so, the completely unlikely wild series of events that led up to obtaining them. You see, in 1996... Kenny Young, a UFO researcher from Cincinnati, published details about his ongoing investigation into a potential UFO crash. This crash took place on December 26, 1988, near Liberty, Ohio, just north of Dayton, right next to the very legendary Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Apparently, on that night, the assistant chief of police witnessed a massive lime green ball of light emerge from the clouds, change color, and then crash violently into the ground. Calls were then made from local dispatch to Wright Pat, and from there, the story goes, a secret government crash retrieval team descended on the area and the whole thing was hushed up. Well, two years after publishing his initial research, Kenny received an email from an Ohio dispatcher who had shared the story with his co-workers. They had all become fascinated by it and started asking around, reaching out to other dispatchers in Ohio until finally they were able to confirm, yes, it did happen. The information collected by the dispatchers gave Kenny a number of new leads, including the specific police department involved that night. As it was that wild, untamed time before Google, to find a long-distance phone number, you'd press zero on your phone to call the operator, who then find it and hook you up. Well, Kenny called the operator and asked for the phone number to the Liberty Police Department. As it turns out, there are 25 different Liberty Townships in the state of Ohio, and the operator gave him the wrong Liberty Police Department, which was literally on the opposite end of the state. Now here's the moment where an honest mistake and coincidence become fate. When Kenny called the number he was given and started asking about a UFO incident from a few years ago, the dispatcher told him, yeah, we remember that. Kenny would then go on to ask follow-up questions, and a relationship would build between him and the folks who worked at the Liberty Police Dispatch. Slowly, after two weeks of calls and questions, Kenny would come to realize that it was the wrong damn police department. But, by now, he was hooked on this new case. In the end, 
All this led to the dispatchers finding the recordings in their archives and, in a semi-legal way, making and sending a copy to Kenny. And this copy is what we're hearing. Now, if you want to know more about Kenny, the story behind the tapes, and his thoughts about the events, I'll include the link to an old Art Bell interview in the show notes. Now let's get back to the story. Who am I going to call? 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 Who am I
So first off, to me, coming across this audio was pure freaking gold. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> but this lady I needs to get a job as a comedian because she is roasting Liberty so bad. <laughs> <laughs> she seriously is, though. Just like, you need to do a big story on like the water and da 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 There's no intelligent life on Liberty Street. What are you talking about? It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Dang. No, Liberty County. 
Liberty County. The whole county. Or, wow. It's a, it's uh I thought it was Trimble County. Wait, wait, what what yeah, state it's is Trimble. There? So this is oh. in Ohio. Oh this is yeah, in... there's no intelligence <laughs> life in Ohio, from what I've heard. That's true. Is that near where yeah. you were born? <laughs> Gil? allegedly um that's a that's a that's a conspiracy for another episode no i'm just kidding (laughs) love my ohio people and i will do my best to help get you all the fuck out of there if you're trying to leave um (laughs) also they have uh, the fuzziest deer oh yeah we do have really fuzzy deer but anyways so so we just heard a lot i know we just kind of like i just jumped into it there and a lot of things just happened um the first call uh, was actually the second recorded call of the evening. All this started at midnight, basically, just a few minutes after midnight. And back in the day, uh, when they would record 911 dispatch calls, they would, you know, actually have large tapes that they would record it on. And every night at midnight, they would take them out, put a new set in. So in the tapes that eventually land in the hands of a UFO researcher, it's just a copy of what happened after midnight. So we don't have the first call. We just have references to it where they're kind of mocking the lady talking about how she was so hysterical and she was going to cry and all these other things. Right. What year is this again? 1994. 1994. Mm. Not even that long ago. Yeah. Um, but a year after I was born. Tupac. I miss you. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so second audio clip that we had there was Royanne. She was humoring like the guy who called in. There had been two reports at this point. And I'm, I don't even feel like I'm going out on a limb here saying that she just assumed it was something else. It was a weather balloon. It was people do. drinking. It was a prank. It was, yeah, it, it had to be something else, but she humored the guy and at least reached out to a cop who was already patrolling in that area of town And his response, the audio, I seriously did a lot of work breaking apart this audio. The original file is damn near impossible to actually listen to in certain areas. But anyways, the guy, he like asks, he's like, well, this is on north or south side of the street. And she's like, didn't specify. just said it's up in the air. And he's (laughs) like, well, what does it look like? And and, and she's just like, it looks like a vehicle in the air. And like, Hmm. and so he's just kind of like, uh, okay. okay." (laughs) Now the, um, the third piece of audio we heard, um, and I'm not going to do this all episode breaking it down here, but there's a couple important things early on. The third piece of audio is actually, um, so Sergeant Toby Malero, the full conversation from what we heard the snippet from at the beginning of the episode. She didn't want to put out this notice of these three or four calls coming in about UFOs over the radio where the public can hear it and other police departments and other people, you know, her, her peers could News like hear such a ridiculous thing. Yeah, news departments. So she actually called him from her phone. It was still getting recorded through the tapes, right? So it was the 911 dispatcher phone. It just wasn't on like the public, you know, CB radio, shortwave radio thing. And he was sitting at a coffee shop, or specifically he was sitting at a donut shop with other cops. And there's a part of the audio which is damn near impossible to hear, but he basically says, like, all right. And he, like, hands somebody his coffee and tells them to watch it. He's just going to go down the street and come back. So now Toby Maloro, and this is important, kind of, he's the second cop sent out there during the course of this evening. 
the last one up, or sorry, second to last one up is going to be the cop who basically got out there. He's like, I don't know where I should go. I don't know where I should be looking. Kind of the same as the first cop that got reached out to. And the last one was a reporter who was calling in just being like, somebody called me and da 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 da. I noticed on the radio, you guys were also starting to talk about this. And they all just made a giant joke out of it. That's that's a summary. Mm -hmm. But anyways, what do you all think so far? I think it's great that they have these tapes. And I think it's um, like a legit thing to react to something like that. You know, like you're just doing your work and then you start getting all these calls and you're okay <laughs> yeah i don't know yeah they definitely don't take it seriously at least at first yeah it's it's gonna change but i mean like just would remember you? all the laughter like i mean obviously i guess I uh i mean us yeah because like this is like <laughs> our thing but like for people that don't ever think about stuff like that but yeah, like for regular people that don't really ever think about aliens or UFOs or anything like that, like, like I, I love their reaction to this because it's like, you know, most people would react that way, um, mm-hmm. especially like you're just doing your jobs a random night and then you start getting all these calls from people and you're like, oh my God, come on. And then like, and I, I love how she makes the joke that they need to check the water because she's like oh my god this town is insane <laughs> mm-hmm. i do she's sassy she's funny i know i love it um, <laughs> i want to be her friend yes a hundred percent but and like I later think... on sorry just later on you're gonna be like yeah i really do want to be her friend yay <laughs> <laughs> i still think um well the value to the or the value of this to me other than the actual, like, just almost, like, being there, like, looking over their shoulder. Like, this is being a fly on the wall while these reports are coming in, while a major UFO event is happening, right? Like, this is literally, this is it. I don't know a lot of cases in history that, like, we have that. We have reports from 20 years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like 20 years later, 30 years later, or it's through like, you know, um, uh, hypnosis sessions, or it's through this or da, 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 da. it's like all these things. And it's just a lot of hearsay. And it can be really hard to kind of cut through the fog and cut through the static. And this is like play by play. You know, this is like, this is literally like, you know, listening to a baseball game on the radio in the 1950s or 1940s or, you know, and just like yeah. hearing every single thing happening. And well, while Royan and the reporter were laughing over the reports, more police were being sent out to the scene. You see, there was an anxiety building at the department itself. Sergeant Molero, the second officer sent to investigate, wasn't responding to calls. It wasn't an airplane. Uh-huh. 
It was not an airplane. It was down awfully low. Are you the same lady that called Channel 33? No. Okay. You, you must have had calls, other calls in order to... Yeah, not many, a couple. Yeah. All right, thank you. So what did it look like, ma'am? It was like a, uh, almost like an iridescent color. It was like a bluish, bluish purple. You know, it was like a long streak. You know, like it, had, it almost was like a, it had fire coming out of the back. But. Okay. You know, maybe it was, I don't know what it could have been if it was... Multiple cops now confirming a visual on an object in the area. Royanne finally calls air traffic control, which, by the way, in the audio, they will be referring to as air base. This is Ryan from Liberty Township Police Department in Yeston, Ohio. Yeah. We have a report of some flying object in our jurisdiction, in our area, uh, above the Sampson Drive 5th Avenue extension area. I could not give you any kind of uh, 
traffic, you know, direction that would help you know that area. Do you know of anything that should be in our airspace this time, close to the ground? Uh, right this now. This is not a prank phone call, I swear. You can call me back uh, to verify. Look at the uh, radar scope and uh, I go 60 mile diameter of Youngstown and there is nothing out there. Oh, shit. Not even anything up high. We've got Where five, five accounts, five calls in on this. Yeah. Something's flying in our area and it's low to the ground. Would you be able to monitor like a Cessna or something with a light on it? Well, you know, if it was, do you mean visibly? No, uh, with, with the radar. Uh, with the radar, uh, it depends on how high it is and where they are. You know, if it's uh, low radar coverage, so there isn't any. Okay, now I, get a, I have to go over the air and tell them something, and I don't want to say you couldn't find anything. <laughs> is there any, like, uh, clause I might use that it might be like a personal aircraft or something that might be used at night or something? Could be. Could be, uh, you know, just could be anything. Um, uh, as far as... Uh, uh, any kind of helicopter traffic or anything down low, they don't have any kind of requirements to... Uh, it made no noise. Unless they're coming into the airport here. Okay, so you have no communications with helicopters. It could be something like that? Yeah, it could be a helicopter. Okay. Yeah, uh, helicopters particularly. Okay. Well. All right, I'm, I'm buying this 100%, but... Are you, uh, you know, there's that location anywhere near a hospital? We are close to a hospital, but the location is away from... It's as low as they said it was to the ground, it would be approximately five miles away from the hospital. Yeah. Um, we're closer to... To that end of town is closer, like, out towards the Vienna line, uh -huh. Vienna Air Base area, and that's what I thought maybe it was related to. Yeah, we haven't had, uh, we haven't had anything uh, going on, uh, you know, another coming from that direction. Uh, okay. Uh, and I'm going to repeat, okay. Okay, just go out here northbound, climbed up high, and uh, nothing's going on around here. Okay, I am going to advise you of this. You could take it and file it in your G and in your garbage can if you want to. Uh, we've got a count of this. Hold on one second for me. Okay, I've got four to six calls. Hold on one second. Okay, um, at this time, I've had four to six calls come in about a lit object, well-lit object, blue-green lights, hovering above uh, the area of Sampson Drive and Fifth Avenue. The object was low to the ground, did not make any noise, uh, hovered there for some time, and then continued moving down the Fifth Avenue extension road. Uh, my unit was out. He caught something he thought was red. Somebody described it as the end of a fighter pilot plane. I don't know what the hell kind of lines of continuum they're drawing here. I don't see any. But this is what I was advised of, so I wanted to call. Okay, well, you know, we don't, uh, we, I have a, uh, if I was downstairs in the radar room, I would have a finder with some phone numbers. We have uh, some 800 numbers as far as, uh, you know, identified flying object reports and things like that. If you wish, you can call, okay. uh, you know, during uh, business hours. I, like I said, I don't know. I don't see anything out there, uh, nothing on the radar scope, I haven't seen anything, and, uh, you know, we don't really do anything with the information. Okay, I just, I thought I'd pass along in case somebody was maybe flying without permission, and, you know, night flying or something like that, I didn't know what was going on, but uh, as long as I've done my job passing along, and I don't want to sound like a crackpot, but that's what we've got in so far. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye.
County Dispatch. Hi. Uh, it's Adam Hutchins Road and Samson uh, Drive out in Liberty. Yes, ma'am. Um, I wonder if they—I heard on the scanner where they were looking for that big blue. Right, ma'am. Yeah. Did they find anything yet? Uh, not yet. Uh, the dispatcher from Liberty Township right now. She's uh, speaking with the air base to see if they have possibly something in the area at this time. Oh, I see. Yeah, I heard on scanner. I thought it was one of them flying saucers. It wasn't very far from the ground. Well, that's why she contacted them in case it would be a little bit of 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 a little bit I had to include the audio of just the, like, nosy old lady <laughs> who was just up late listening to a police scanner and literally just called to it. give them her opinion. She's like, well, I think they should blah, blah, blah. Okay, bye. I know, that would <laughs> be me. She deserves her own show. Yes. <laughs> she does. That's something yeah. I would do. But, <laughs> but it does it does represent the fact that, like, you know, they weren't just getting calls from folks actually like, reporting it, but they were starting to get calls from people that were hearing about it yeah. and were concerned. Mm-hmm. They weren't direct mm-hmm. like witnesses, but they were like, hey, like what's going on? Da, 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 da. All of this is building up a lot of tension for s- just some random night in a sleepy town. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> like it's like pretty much the graveyard shift and like the way it's always been described every time I've heard um, Royanne talk about it in like interviews and such is just like, yeah, maybe there might be like some random folks at a bar that are bored and get drunk and start a fight for no reason. Like that's the most exciting thing that would happen in this, Mm -hmm. in this area. So now it's like now all the pressures on them. And I do want to bring up one interesting fact, which will be more relevant later on. There's about four or five um, towns or like cities that all share the same 911 uh, operator, like dispatch location. So they're all in the same room with each other, even though they're on different radio stations and different channels. Earlier on, you could hear, you could literally hear Roy Ann earlier on in the mm-hmm. background talking during some of the audio. And this will happen back and forth. Like this is literally being a fly like on the wall, like hearing these things going on in the room, even while that last lady called in and she's like, well, yeah, she's on the phone with Airbase right now. Da, da, da. If you listen closely, you could literally hear Royanne in the background talking to Airbase. Like, mm-hmm. and this is what these tapes are capturing. Um, yeah. But with all that said, I thought the, the Airbase call was hilarious because she was just like starting to get desperate. Yeah. Like, trying like anything, <laughs> like anything at all. And he's like, and they're nah. like, Nah, she immediately said that. shit when he said nothing in the air. I know, I love yeah. that. He's just also, like, I'm "Why pretty you sure you he... just call a UFO hotline?" And she's just like, "That's what I'm trying not to do." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that dude. Oh god, I should have just had it as a small audio clip. I'm pretty sure that dude was just like blitzed out of his mind. Oh, he was. He sounded so fucking high and he was like like there was like a minute where he's just like oh, rah, rah, like <laughs> while she's talking he definitely <laughs> he's was like, oh, okay <laughs> just like, so like 
I don't know if that knocks the credibility. I mean, there may have clearly been a plane visible on radar and he was just staring at like an old Captain Crunch box or something like that. And he's like, I don't see anything to the West. Of you. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. But that that dude sounded cross-faded, X-faded, Z-faded, every form of faded, faded possible. <laughs> yeah. All the faded. I mean, he. I feel like he wasn't even like surprised by it or anything. He's just like... Mm. <laughs> Yeah, he literally sounded like he did not care. Yeah, he's like, whatever. She even said, like, she's like, just in case somebody's flying, like, <laughs> just for fun, yeah, unauthorized in an area, yeah. and he's and he's, he's just like, like, oh yeah, yeah I guess that could happen. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, shit, I'm you pretty call somebody. Helicopter. Yeah. helicopter. You guys should call the cops. It made no noise. <laughs> helicopter. You guys should call the cops. <laughs> it did. you said it was hovering super bright light made no noise obviously Helico- a helicopter because helicopters <laughs> are very yeah. quiet <laughs> but there's nothing up in the air yeah i don't have anything in the air but uh it's probably it's a, a helicopter. helicopter yeah it's a helicopter disguised as a weather balloon. yeah <laughs> that's a helicopter oh. <laughs> 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 well Shortly after these calls, Rayanne would announce over the radio what Air Base had just told her. Basically, there was nothing on radar and no simple answers to give the concerned callers or the now growing number of police witnesses. When she finishes up, Sergeant Malero calls in pretty much just to tell dispatch, quote, I'm going to be out of service for a few minutes. I have to gather my thoughts. Time would pass and more calls would come in before Sergeant Malero would call back, first on the radio and then directly to Royanne's phone. Sergeant Malero reports back. Well, that's what the guy said. He said it looked like fighter pilot light. 
lights in the back of the tail of a bomber. Yeah, that's what it looked And I said, you know, I said, well, maybe it's a weather balloon. Well, I called up, and Toby, I swear to you, I was laughing it off, and I thought, well, he's going to say weather balloon or something, but he says, no, I don't know. He goes, we have nothing. He goes, we have, and he's, giving, he's trying to give me numbers to report it, and I'm taking, I'm saying, no, <laughs> I don't want any numbers. He's going, well, he goes, you know, I don't have anything in a 16-mile radius of Youngstown. He goes, I'm looking at the radar right now. Well, this thing wasn't moored in about 50 feet off the ground. Well, that's what I told him. I said, this is low to the ground. I said, you might not pick it up. I said, you know, I said, he goes, well, maybe it's a helicopter. I said, well, I heard from four people something that low to the ground would be making a hell of a noise. This thing wasn't making no noise. I know. Because I rolled down, when I saw the glow, I rolled yeah. down my window, I didn't hear a sound. The only sound I heard was my car. Well, what was, what was, was it moving or was it just? Yeah, it was glowing. It was moving. You could, you could see it like up in the air, glowing and getting further away from me. That's why I had to go all the way down to Overbrook and cut over to get on 6th Avenue. When I, as soon as I turned on 6th Avenue, I didn't see Dick. Did Bob see it? No. Sergeant Malero didn't say there was that when he first pulled up and started viewing the object, he rolled down his window, he was watching it, he said that the sound of his own car engine was louder than whatever the object was. Just after that, his engine shut off. Ooh. And then his radio stopped working. Of course. All of the electronics near him died, and he yep. was just there for about four or five minutes staring at the bottom of what he would later come to say was about 100 yards wide, 300 feet wide object, 50 feet above him. Wow. Basically blocking out the sky. With that said, he had an incredibly difficult time telling the shape of it because it was so bright. He couldn't look directly at this glowing red object he could just kind of glance out of the side of his eyes and he said the way that it moved gave it the impression that it was shaped like a saucer but it was just this massive uh, you know, football football field size like glowing red blimp thing that was 50 feet above him moving in complete silence and he was just mesmerized for about four or five minutes during that time, they were like, so what's down there? What's going on? <laughs> Trying to call him. He can't answer because his radio's not working. And he just basically had to sit there and wait until the craft slowly left and started moving into another area of town. Once it got a certain distance away, magically, everything started back up again. He could start his car again. He sat there for a few minutes and decided... I should continue to pursue this. Yeah. He didn't have to start his car. The engine started on its own. I thought he said that he had to like try to turn it over a couple times. He said that he tried to turn it over a couple times when the power was out and nothing was happening. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But then once, and I've like 
I've heard it a couple times, and then in the re recreation, they also, like he said, like, it just turned on, and then in the recreation, like, the engine's on and everything. Because it was already Damn. on before it turned off. Yeah. Amazing. Oh. Good catch. Yeah. And that guy yeah, uh, actually changed his name to um, to Roland Emmerich, the director of Independence Day. Uh, and that's how he was inspired for that movie. Wow. <laughs> well, with the reports now spreading to other towns, police and neighboring jurisdictions are also starting to call in and report the object's movement and position. Okay, I'm on 14. You got copies?
is Rain again from uh, the center here in, in the 911 center. I called you about Liberty Township. Uh -huh. The darn thing is in uh, Howland Township now. It is hovering over a site. Did you show anything at all on your radar screen in the Warren area? In Howland Township. Howland Township. That's yeah, hovering where? Hovering over a hen hide in Howland Township. About five minutes here from the center. Well, they're seeing this. They're watching this thing. It, it goes 50 feet from the ground. There's blue and green lights. Some people say they see a red holding light. Hovers about 50 feet from the ground with no noise. We've yeah, had I'm, this uh, all night. Yeah, yeah. Looking to the west.
see me. He needs to be over here where the interesting things happen. Really? I'm going to go outside and take a look around. Yeah, we, well, we went out from here and couldn't see, but it's hard because there's a lot of lights, you know. With, with, I guess they, uh, one of the hound officers said it was like an area of Henhide and King's Grave, so hovering there for like 10 minutes. A big blue. What was it supposed to be, Rick? Blue and green? Let me see what color it was for. Rick, what was it supposed to be, blue and green? It's supposed to be blue and green, I guess. the air base earlier and uh, they said that they hadn't had anything on their uh, on their their radar but if it's a, if it's a, in the area of Henhide and, and King's Grave it would have to be showing up on their radar you know if there was something there don't they have any fighter jets out there anymore? oh did you tell what they just said somebody just said something I don't know what they said though. Did you all catch what he was saying? They've said now a couple of or this guy has said now a couple of times, and also a few other officers at different points and dispatchers have said this has been happening for a couple nights. Mm. Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. So just not, not just reported, I guess, as much until tonight. Yeah, and we'll hear some uh, some little snippets later on, too, where officers are talking about how last year when something happened and other events, where <laughs> other times when things have happened and when they've tried to report it or how they've been dismissed. And But they're actually like, to me, the tone that'll be coming across in their voice is like almost like, um, like vindication, like they're excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, and do you remember last year? Don't even bother calling them. Oh, it's back. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Bob. All right. And now it spreads. Hmm. Uh, go ahead. Okay, then move it from where you're at. I'm going down to pick up another person. Uh, negative. I'm out of the airbase here. Uh, we're sitting here while I walk. Keep it as one and let me know because I don't want to pick this person up, but I'm about 30 seconds away from picking them up. Thank you. 
That's what a police chase of a UFO sounds like. Mm, I don't know. This shit just gets giddy as all hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that is 
that was like four or five different police departments all coordinating with each other, jumping Aww, back and forth, just saying like, <laughs> yeah, well, they're they're trying to chase it down. A couple of them can like spot it from where they're at, and they're like looking through like binoculars and things like that. Other ones are like, oh, I'm east of this road, and the person's like, well, it's south of you, and the person that's south of them is like, yeah, it's north of me. It's blah blah blah. The key here is. If it was a star in the sky, it would be east of all of them. Yeah. It'd be west of all of them. Mm -hmm. It would be in the same position. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So a shooting while star. some folks are having <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just, you know, in the winter they kind of slow down. Everything slows down in the winter. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I love that. The guy was just like, Yeah, no, actually, there's a lot of reports. And he's just the other guy kind of pushed back. He's like, Oh, it's a shooting star. He's like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know. One of the but, cops is like, Yeah, it's a shooting star. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but like i don't know dude that that to me is like the cherry in in this in this piece and there's still more audio left there um and this is with me cutting a lot out from the original recording which i will be including in the show notes the um the kind of enhanced version that i did of the entire piece so if you go to our website well there'll be a link in show notes i haven't figured out how to deliver it yet but I will have it there as well as I'm fairly certain the first um, complete transcript or at least the best transcript that can be made of all of this audio. Um, I spent some time putting that together. So if there are parts where you're like, I'm really trying to hear what they're trying to say, um, hit up the show notes and it'll be there broken down like minute by minute that you can follow along with. But yeah, anyways. Any any thoughts so far? I, know I love I'm it. Kind of processing a lot here. <laughs> I love it. I, I mean, think it's so exciting. Like... <laughs> yeah, like you said mm -hmm. earlier too. Like you can just see from the beginning how the perception is changing between everybody. You mm -hmm. can just see at the beginning, just like her laughing and <laughs> an old old uh, sheriff Bob over there being like, <laughs> hey, "Hey, I guess let's just go check this one out." sitting at a donut shop like normal mm -hmm. and then he, they're just like uh, uh, mm, put on my badge and get in my car and so then just goes and gets in his car and just drives out there and then now they're all like now now the uh, 911 operator she's like come pick me up I'm going yeah. she has become <laughs> an alien chaser she has become like a storm chaser in the in the midwest she's just sitting out there like let's go i want to go out and see this thing for myself and they're like all right get in the back yeah i love so how she she's like that she looks I, yeah. I love how earlier too she was like i need to take a break <laughs> yeah. yeah that's why i was like i was like this is what makes you want to be her friend even more she's like yeah. yeah come pick me up i'm gonna go see this thing for myself i need a break yeah and then she's, she's like, just like the... yeah. she's, she's like i'm gonna go see me some aliens I know <laughs> there's there was like a um, Selena and I watched it last night, um, like an old, well, not super old, like maybe like a 10 year old um, history channel show where they did cover this in part of it for like half the episode. Um, and I like cracked up laughing watching it because I've been like re-listening and listening and re-listening and re-listening -re to this audio so much, like trying to repair it. Um, but she said in the show and I just think it's, I think she's awesome. I think she has a great personality and stuff like that. And she seems like a really cool person. But she said in the show with like a super serious tone, I just had this growing concern for the officers out in the field and and I needed to go check on them and see 
see what was going on. Sure. <laughs> I was just like, that is, that is not what comes across when she's like, yeah, yeah, come pick me Hell up. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they probably told she's her like, to so say cool. that for, you know, like professional purposes. <laughs> Red, yellow. 
yellow, green, and blue. And the one just was like flashing. So if they're those planets those guys were talking about, mm-hmm. then they're uh, planets with Christmas lights on. You can see them. I can see them. Not like clear as day. I don't see any wings or anything. Mm-hmm. But you see them. lights. Yeah. Unreal. Hold on a second. Unreal. What are you doing? That's what I mean. I mean, I can, without my, without my binoculars, I can see red, yellow, green, and blue. <laughs> I mean, you're way over there. they got to be way over in Cortland. No. Did you hear Cortland on the air? Yeah. <laughs> Even UFOs will come into Cortland. <laughs> I can't believe it. He's killing me. So you're having a, like a, you're having an experience. No, because I can't see. I mean, the fir- I mean, they look, they're so far away, they look like stars. Mm-hmm. They're just like teeny Well, the first calls we got from Liberty were they were like 50 feet above the ground. Yeah, well, they could be on their way home. <laughs> All right. I think everyone else in this county should go home. Yeah, I'm about ready to. This is, uh, this is weird. I had a beat on him from, uh, on the, from the tower. They were close. They got to be going away because they were closer than this. Uh, now I'm looking at them. Oh, my gosh. What? I'm just, this is, and, and they're not a plane because here goes a plane. And I can see the plane and the plane's blinking red. And the, and the fact that there's another plane. I think. I think they're scrambling planes out of SATCOM 1 to go check them out. Wait a minute. What? Oh, my God. I hope that's a plane. Oh, Jesus Christ. Please be a plane. Oh, please. What? What are you doing? I ain't ready for this shit. Hold on. Little bitch, where'd you go? That's a plane. Oh, thank God. Well, I get nervous when they're coming right at me. There's three planes up there. I'll tell you what, they're flying from the Air Force Base. Really? Something's got to be. Oh, really? Yeah, hold on. I'm about to get drilled again. Uh, where are you? Right here. Wait, where are you? Uh, Warner Road, south of uh, of uh, Merwin Chase. Really? Four up there now. There's four planes. Oh, okay. What the? F- no, I mean the other things are still there. Uh-huh. But these are like, eh, yeah, you fuckers, yeah. Oh, well, you'll see them. Frick. All right, what are we doing with this now, Pete? Well, I have no idea. Well, what? you know what? I can tell it's not in our airspace, so it ain't our call. Okay. Uh, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. So the tone in the evening has gone from laughing about it, mocking folks. <laughs> starting to get a little bit worried starting to get annoyed by it um and then like fully chasing them now you're literally hearing an officer basically having the shit scared out of him he's getting paranoid at this point attack Mm -hmm. yeah like while they're coming existential crisis Yeah, he's like, oh, God, no. No, I can't deal with this shit right now. No, no, no. And it's He says, hold on. And he says, where'd you go, you little bitch? I know. That's how you know he meant it. (laughs) But, like, that's... like, for real me. This audio, like, captures just a whole range of folks going from complete skeptics to the point of, like, they are enforcing all the stigmas and the stereotypes and, like, you know, everything that's kind of, like, kept folks that are into ufos or who have had experiences like down and in the shadows and afraid right of like coming out and for this topic like growing and spreading and evolving and more information coming out about it they all had that mentality going into it and they enforced that in society right just through this jokes and laughter and mockery and stuff 
now they're scared shitless about it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this is over the course of like three hours. Like this yeah. is fascinating to me. It's so many recordings of this all happening at the same time. I love it. Like, all the I don't know the different emotions from beginning to end. It's so raw, so realistic. I like it. Mm-hmm. Right. This is a movie. I've lost. I know this should it this is, should be a movie. Oh, there's it's a movie. It's a ready-made movie. Oh, I thought no, I thought they made be. a movie about it. They should. It's called Independence no, Day. No, we saw um. <laughs> Like a YouTube video, and then we saw like it was on a split episode with like some haunted house, but like, yeah, it was like on real paranormal encounters or something like that. It was the first it's, story, it was really it, like pretty true to it, but they manipulated the same part of the phone call as um, the other thing that did. we just I don't listened to, what it was. Yeah, yeah, they're like, oh god, oh god, what is that? Oh shit, I can't deal with this. Like, almost there's like they two, or, there's only like two or three shows that have ever covered this, and like every one of them has that as the intro, where it's just like, and what happened on that night? So, oh god, I can't deal with this. <laughs> and like, yeah, but they cut like... off the end where he says, oh thank god it's a plane. They yeah. just leave the part where oh, he like... says, oh god, what is that? I can't handle this. Oh, shit. why would they do Fuck. that? You know, whatever. Like... There's so because many there's so many juicy to get audio bits. And like yeah. They're just I mean, manipulating shit the way that they fucking always do. Like, I wonder if you know they are it's manipulating it and it kind of makes it it kind of gives it a like some people would think it doesn't give it credence because like oh well there were planes up that night but to me it gives it more credence because these people are sitting there looking at these UFOs and they're like, I cannot figure out what this is. It's moving so, so fast. It's moving like all these different lights. Wait, and then were there more now... than just one? Mm-hmm. Oh, there was just yeah, one. You were saying though. that he saw four. No, <clears throat> saw he four said planes. he saw four lights. Yeah. Um, three lights? No, he, he saw four. Um, There was four lights up in the sky. And he made the point yeah. because people were starting to say stuff about like, oh, it's celestial. Uh, celestial, And it's like, it's this and that. And he's like, well, if they are planets or like if they are stars oh, yeah. and they got Christmas lights on them. Like, yeah. and he's just like, yeah, that's, that's fucking what I thought. Bullshit. And then yeah. he was able to identify like that there were airplanes in the area now. Yeah. And he was like, and now that I can see these airplanes, I know that those are definitely not airplanes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was just Yeah, that's one. what I was getting at. Yeah. Is that he could tell the difference between it and that he's also saying that he thinks that the Air Force base that's right near them is starting to send up these planes to, to mm-hmm. see what's going on because they got all these calls. They probably got calls too, and they probably started seeing things. That maybe the guy couldn't see on radar, but they have probably have something else that they're seeing in that area that they're like, okay, something might be there that we have to go see, you know? Yeah. And in in one of the uh, I guess like sandwiched clips from earlier between breaks, um, I specifically included uh, a part where one of the officers says there were an officer asks the guy, he's like, can you see him over there? And he's like, yeah, I'm out here at the air base with the security. Like, he literally says, I'm out here at the airbase with a security guard, and we can both see it clear, and neither one of us know what the hell it is. 
Mm-hmm. So like the stuff around like, oh, it came from the Air Force Base earlier. It's like there's literally a security guard at the Air Force Base that's just like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And they're just standing there mm-hmm. looking at it, like watching it. And so about an hour and a half later, now there's talks about their maybe jets that are being scrambled and going up in the sky. Something else is, you know, whatever, you know, I don't just 
do with the lady saying that uh, just not as funny that somebody came all the way down into the aisles either on her way to work or whatever. Yeah, that's what no. no, you're looking at now. That's yeah. not what I saw. Yeah. No, Toby said he said, you know, it was there's no way that uh, he said that did not look what he you know look like what he saw. Okay. I do not know, you know, if it was the distance or what the situation was. So they just tell her it's a planet. Um, some of the folks, uh, I'm pretty sure that one guy. I've only been able to identify him through his voice. I feel like he was like off that night, and he was radioing in at points because mm-hmm. the way he was talking about just chilling and like eventually having like a telescope and looking at it from a certain. Mm-hmm. So I feel like he just kind of you know popped in and was like, "Oh, I see it," and I think a couple folks um, over the course of the night were seeing a star right they mm-hmm. were seeing a star at some point i mean it frankly folks just don't look up anymore <laughs> so when we do weird <laughs> no like um so i do think that that was happening but there's a main thread that's running through all this which is the folks that said that it was hovering 50 feet off the ground all described it the exact same way at different mm-hmm. points throughout the and night. also like right it moved too a planet just doesn't move it's just up there you know like and like people would have mm-hmm. seen it exactly. like you were saying earlier like if it's east everyone would see east you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly it and would be it like east like, of everyone or... Sorry. and the for the police officer um it completely blocked out the entire sky yeah like, yeah a planet wouldn't be that close. I know, it's like, okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's like, you say that, like, Ryan, like, literally says, like, it's awfully close for a planet. And, like, mm-hmm. her tone, because her tone, her phrasing, and the way she actually starts to defend that something got saw that night or something happened that night, there were, there was an object or multiple objects in the sky. She sounds eerily similar to that person that we heard in the phone call at the beginning, the second person to call in and report it. She wasn't saying like there was fire coming out of the back and it looked like, you know, a jet or da 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 da. But just the tone where she was kind of like calm about it and just like, well, you know, this is kind of weird. This is da 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 da. She's completely flip sides. Mm-hmm. And something happened that something happened that just got kind of um, I guess just got revealed or whatever fairly recent. But um so she did go out. She did get picked up. And she did literally see a craft that night. It's not on the call, 
that last recording was from after she got back and like basically had to finish work <laughs> yeah. after seeing a UFO. Which Get a finish for awkward for everyone. <laughs> yeah. I know but, she didn't even get a few minutes to collect her thoughts. Yeah. I know. But she saw a craft that night, you know, and she was just like, no, the way it moved, like it would just be like completely slow or completely like just still hovering in the sky and then just like gone, yeah. you know, like jet out of the way. It's like, do people Which don't know with some of the stories how a planet looks like? If you look at a planet, it looks like it's just like a star, like a really bright star. <laughs> I think a lot of folks are just trying to like grasp for straws, right? They're just trying to find anything that like helps them feel normal the next day when they go to work. Wow. They're just Why like humans do that. You know, because it's not wide like I mean it's more widely accepted now, I think, but back then, especially in the nineties, like it wasn't that widely accepted. Like people thought you were crazy. So if you could rationalize it another way, then it was like, you know, okay, like, I don't have to think about it this way. And I'm not going to be made fun of and people aren't going to think I'm crazy. And, you know, that's going to be my, you know, explanation for things. Mm, So sad. People also aren't, people also aren't ready for, for their world to change. You know, as much as sometimes we think we we are ready to like oh we we can't wait to see like one day when when the alien an alien comes down is like nice to meet you mr Pr- nice to clip clop 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 quasga oh, comes up and it's like nice to meet you mr biden and you know like you know mr putin whatever whoever he's talking <laughs> to and <clears throat> yeah talking to anybody but uh <laughs> meeting everybody meeting the world leaders or meeting random people like people really aren't ready for the way that that would change the world you know, and think about, as you're saying, Selena, I think that people grasping for straws is so true. Um, <clears throat> maybe that was Gil who said that, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but grasping for straws to to say that they, their world is not going to completely change because that literally will change how somebody views how they're living their life because there's future technologies that are going to be there that are that that could change somebody's world so dramatically. Think about how the internet has changed the world. And that's like, could be small time compared to what an alien civilization could bring us. So they are grasping for straws, trying to keep themselves at least in a way to be like, I'm okay. You know, like I'll still be able to go to work or else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, God, I, I, have obsessed over working with this audio um, because the original one there, there were some clean areas in the original one, but God, there was like five, 10 minutes at a time where like, you could just not understand what anybody was saying, but it was too juicy. <laughs> so I had to keep going in and like editing and tweaking and like trying to get the tones to come out. So you could kind of make sense of the static. And what, what I love about the story that unfolds in this, which I, I really do view it that way is you have like you get to watch these folks like change throughout the course of the evening through their experience while still interacting it's almost like they they leave that part of themselves behind right and are still communicating with it because the whole time they're still talking with folks that felt exactly the same way they did just Mm -hmm. you know 10 minutes earlier 20 minutes earlier 
And now they sound like the crazies. Now they sound like the folks that are being too hysterical. Now they're like mistaking things that are up in the sky. And like, it's like they're talking to like a 20 minute old version of themselves, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's just, I don't know anything that nails down that transition so fast and so well. Mm-hmm. Like, what documentation do we have? We have a lot of folks where it's like, well, you know, I had to come to terms with it. And like, yeah, but like, what documentation do we have of like the actual moments? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is second for second, a play by play. And like, yeah, I, I, I love this case. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so I like, I fucking love this case. And to hear folks go from like mocking to defending. Yeah. is just fucking wild to me i wonder if there there are any updates because they did say that it has happened before and i'm sure it happened again after this so are there any updates about this anywhere so i guess like um i'm gonna get the dates wrong i want to say a few months or like within a year um of this there was also a major event very similar that happened in like kind of like southwest michigan right um or kind of near-ish southwest michigan um which a few hundred miles you know away from from where this is happening and honestly like ohio is like actually a hotbed of specifically police chasing Mm -hmm. ufos (laughs) like there's like a very rich history of cops like chasing like at one point a cop went from i want to say like central ohio like into indiana (laughs) like just like they chased it like into another state and just like kept going um Hmm. i don't know or i don't think there's any like the one in michigan there are supposedly audio recordings of it which i'd love to get my hands on and like listen to them but I don't think there, there, there's just not a lot of this. There might be like a two second clip of, oh, I don't know what that <laughs> is, like some little <laughs> sound bite, but it's just like, I don't know. I love this shit. And I encourage anybody who like wants to re-listen to it or hear the whole thing. Like I said, I will be having a link to the full audio. Um, yeah, you should totally dig in and just listen to it. I'll just keep in mind that while the full audio is like, I'm going to say it's like around like a hundred and or sorry. Um, it's around about an hour long, I think. Um, it's not like just because that just jumps from clip to clip doesn't mean that that's how it happened in real time. There was space in between because the calls only started getting recorded when they came in. There was downtime at points, right? So some things you can kind of tell like, oh, that was back to back and it's somebody responding and a conversation kind of dragging on. Um, but then other times like, like when... Um, uh, Sergeant Malero's like, like I need to take a moment to like gather my thoughts. Literally, the next clip is, okay, mm-hmm. I'm back. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. just like, and it sounds really weird. And the audience is like, damn, <laughs> like, and it was like two seconds. He's like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? Um, just so had to there, toot. there is <laughs> yeah. breaks. Just had to toot. Just had to mute it, mute it, and toot it. Um, yeah. but, it's just like watching a movie. Yeah. Like honestly, there's breaks in there, but. You know, it's you're not getting like, oh, three days later, you know, and it's actually three days later in real time as you watch in the movie. So, yeah, there's a little bit of time. in between. <laughs> yeah. And there is there is a theory, which I'm not sure how much I, I stick to um, that. This may have been the combination of tapes that were recorded over two nights. 
Thank you for listening to the Black Cat Report in our episode on the Trumbull County UFO Chase. This should really be a movie. Or maybe it is inspired a movie. Remember to follow, review, and like us wherever you get your podcasts. And also, follow us on Instagram for up-to-the-moment updates. And as always, we'll see you on the other side. <laughs>